This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed law like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. Hot diggity dog, I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> hello Gary and hello to our podcasters. It is Tuesday, the swaggest legal show is on. Cool, and uh, today's show is about barking dogs. What? Yep. And how the incessant barking of a neighbor's dog can drive you insane. <laughs> now, as you know, Lines, in this dog-eat-dog world, every dog has its day. Mm-hmm. And there are times when a dog's barking can be quite melodic. Where did you get this one? <laughs> now, hold on a second, Lyle. we got to be fair. There yeah. are cat lovers out there oh, yes. that don't want to feel left out. So here's one for you guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, cute. Anyone living oh. in the dark ages that doesn't know that uh, this very song is called Despacito oh, yeah. by Justin Bieber. Let's play you the actual original. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing, yeah. Turn every situation into heaven, yeah. Oh, you are. My sunrise on the darkest day Got me feeling some kind of way Make me want to savor every moment Slowly, slowly You fit me, tell me, love how you put it on Got the only key, know how to turn it on The way you never on my ear, the only words I want I think I prefer the dog version <laughs> <laughs> How, how could you, Gary? How? That is so harsh. Now, Liza, I've got something. We've got a ton of Afrikaans listeners. Uh, Ray Green, who's the founder of Legal Talk, is uh, completely bilingual, speaks Afrikaans fluently. He has one for him. I'm sorry, we don't have a Greek version. 
I'm no. leaving. I'm leaving. Oh yeah, how could they? <laughs> Marina, give us a Greek. Sing it in Greek. Uh, 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 no, I, I certainly won't be, be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she's a great uh, lawyer. I don't know if she's a good singer. <laughs> no, not. Excellent. So, lines. Those are a um, few light moments on barking dogs. Yes. But truthfully, there are times when there could be nothing more aggravating. Mm. I think that oh, all of us is, have experienced it and do experience it. And the reason we run these shows is because. We see the threads and the postings coming through from thousands of people what to do about the barking dog next door. So to discuss the law, we have attorney Marina Constance Constas. She's a director of BBM Attorneys and their website bbmlaw.co.za. She's a specialist in sectional title matters. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Also, she specializes in neighbors' squabbles. Yes. And there are we'll many. Throw that in. Yeah. There are many. That's why I'm busy. I can just imagine South Africa. We live in another country That's altogether. It. Actually, I want to give Marina a bit of a punch. She's the co-author of a book called Demystifying Sectional Title. Oh, brilliant. Mm. With the third edition on the way. Oh, good. Oh, we look forward brilliant. to that. Thank I've, read, you. I've got the others, or I think you gave me one, or whatever. Mm. Lines, our Facebook page is The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. You always say... You can give us a like, and we will make it a point that we find somebody... Oh. Wait a minute. I didn't say you basically can touch base with us by any legal topic that you would like us to talk about. We'll find a legal mind to actually unpack the complexity of the subject matter just so that you get to understand it far much better. Or you can touch base with us on at Heads Law, H E R T Z L A W. That's where you can also just give us a like and touch base. Say hello. If you want us to talk about something, give us a topic. We'll find Lodge, your legal You really specials. are a cute guy. I tell you, you're really <laughs> Thank sweet. You. Thank you, Lance. Excellent. Okay, on the line, uh, we have a, a lady called LB who she says has she has an old needy bastard of a dog <laughs> and two playful puppies. What's going on? LB, hi. Hi, Gary. Yeah. Um, yeah, my... Old needy bastard Diesel. <laughs> yes. Is a, was a ten year old Dashi. Um when I originally posted that uh, message I think it would have been around March or April. Mm. And unfortunately uh Diesel passed away a couple of months oh, later. Oh shame. Oh sorry. Oh so the but, old bastard um, of a dog is no more. He was really old bastard and we will remember him as such but yeah the gist of it is he was very uh codependent on people um being around people all the time not so much around other dogs if he if he got attached to one dog it would be one dog that he would sit with or if there were people around he was always looking for a lap Mm. so um my dear old dashi had this annoying habits of perching himself at the back door whenever I left the house and would literally bark from the moment I left up until the moment I returned. So that was uh, a problem at some stage because um, obviously whenever you go out to visit a friend or you go out for dinner or you're just at work, my neighbor actually runs a hair salon from her house and mm. she constantly had complaints of diesel disturbing her, her um, clients or even her toddler that was asleep during the day. Yeah, well, maybe she shouldn't have been running a business from mm. her house. That's the other issue. <laughs> so I, um, she yeah. shouldn't be pointing fingers unless she did have, I doubt, Marina, mm-hmm. whether she would have had Consent some. Consent use, maybe. Maybe. What, yeah. what are you in a townhouse development or? 
Well, you're um, we're actually through. in a freestanding, it's all freestanding homes, but yeah. they're built in a complex setup. Yeah. So um, it's not it's not a gated community or anything, but the homes are very very close to each other to the point where if I open my bathroom window, I'm literally looking into my neighbor's property. Yeah. So um, do they see you in the bathroom? That's my worry. <laughs> Luckily not. We had a slanted slope, so they are higher up than I am. Where are you, LB? Today. Which town are you in? Um, I'm in Nelspruit. Okay, oh, beautiful, beautiful province. Yeah. Wow, you lucky fish. Do dogs bark there or do they just line the sun and soak it up? Oh, well, that's now the thing <laughs> is we have a, a, a various, um, we've got a, a big variety of pets in our spray. Mm. Um, and we also have uh, natural recurring wildlife here as well. So we have little daikirkis and feral cats and leopards and stuff. Everything that goes into uh, the, the wild nature reserves around us. Mm. So there's also um, the problem with the feral cats that that come into our properties as well. Um, but in in my area specifically, we are the majority of our of the homeowners here have dogs, and barking is a thing. It's a thing where, especially in the street that I live in, the new the the sound waves travel. Um, because it's in a like it's a wide open space, so the the sound really travels. So if one dog up way up the street has something to say, the rest will respond in harmony. So <laughs> <laughs> they sing in harmony. Nothing. There's no story that Everyone knows everyone's business all the time. Yeah, and the, the dogs pass on the message. Like they, they kind of, they must have gotten that from the owners as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you wrote in and you said you had a few questions. You said, "Are my dogs allowed to bark? How long are they allowed to bark? And is it reasonable that I can have dinner and be home by nine thirty?" To make sure they're not barking anymore is that too late? And you had a whole lot of questions that you asked, and uh, you've come to the right place because you're going to get another dog that's going to bark as well. So, as she carried for the antwoorden, can we bring in Marina? <laughs> hi, hi, how are you, LV? Okay, so Marina's our guest attorney, and she specialises in this kind of law. What's going on, Marina? What do we do here? Okay, so Gary, the the thing is that I suppose it's all about. Again, respecting the neighbors and, and just ensuring that everybody has access to the peaceful and undisturbed possession of their property. So there are two, two ways that the law regulates animals. So that's dogs, birds, cats, etc. And that's through an act called the Environmental Conservation Act. And that act is quite clear, um, in that it, it talks about, um, incessant barking and if there's, uh, if there's disturbance of the peace in terms of barking. And it really refers to the reasonableness of how long the barking takes place for then that act would kick in and an owner who would have been upset by your old dog would have uh, been able to then go to the local municipality and put a, a complaint in writing. And a noise official would come out and actually see for himself or herself how objectively the barking affects the neighbors and, and, and because it can, I mean, barking can be torturous. We all know that, but there are certain souls on this planet that are more sensitive than others. You know, some people who say, well, it barked all day. In the meantime, it barked for two minutes, the dog. Mm -hmm. So 
That's the one thing. Then there's a second. Now let's just stop yes. you for a sec before mm. you move on. Mm. This noise official. Mm. He's called a, what's it from the noise control noise control unit. unit yeah. Does every council have one? They yes. should. Yes, mm. they, should. they um, should. I mean, do they actually go out to to every barking dog? I, I doubt they'd have enough officials. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have been regaled with stories of officials not being able to come because of petrol issues, but um, yes. they do. Have, they should have them, and they do have them. And you can <laughs> you can go a little bit higher in council if they don't come because they are supposed to come. And interestingly enough. Mm. The highest penalty is through this act because a, a dog owner with a dog who incessantly barks can be fined up to 20,000 rand. Wow. So wait, wait a second, Marina. Lange, you wanted to chip in there. No, because, yeah, I, I was actually one of those customers. Uh, <laughs> customers. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we used to make play music. So we used to have like the municipality coming in with their devices just to actually see if then their volume yeah. does not actually uh, exceed the limit that we are supposed to actually have. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they do actually come and I've I, seen. I think that is it the who do you contact? Is it the metro you contact or who do who It's your local municipality. It's your municipality. But, but, and, but and which department? The, well, I would suppose noise control. Yes. There's a yeah. noise control department. I'm not not sure where it is in every, but every municipality is different. So whilst you've got an act which is governed um, by a municipality, mm. the other the other side of it are your bylaws, which you can always rely on. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, enough, Marina, yeah. sorry to mm. cut. What is the the uh, fine? For a, for a noisy dog, if they find that your dog is noisy, what, uh, well, or that, a nuisance? If what? that control officer goes yeah, out and yeah. establishes that there yeah. is indeed a nuisance, yes. a written um, notice goes to the owner to say, look, it is a nuisance, you need to stop the dog somehow. Yeah. How do they do, what are people expected to do? Put their dog down? Well, I look, mean, we love you know, our pets. Yeah, so who wants a, to you, you usually find a pet that barks incessantly is either bored or stressed and uh, I think there are a lot of vets I know when I had two Labradors who barked quite a lot we got them collars from a vet mm. which was sort of aromatherapeutic which were fine for about a week but then they both <laughs> chewed each other's collars off so that didn't help us so uh. you've got to do something I mean you've got to do something so yeah. that's what it says and if you don't do do what they ask you to do to stop then the 20,000 rand fine or wow. up to two years in prison uh, I've never seen yeah. that I've never seen any dog owner being hauled off to prison but you never know. It's always a first time for everything. Or a 20,000 rand fine. Hectic. Yes. I'm, I'm just, I mean, we should have got a pet psychologist on this show to tell us how to calm your pet down. But I've also read articles. Um, and I think, yeah, you want to talk, Albie? How do you, yeah. Yeah, I just want to interject something, right? Um, up in, from, from the time I made that post, <laughs> my, my, yeah, my baby's at the back there. Yeah. Um, they've grown up. They've grown up. They were six months old and like like between eight eight weeks and six months old back then mm. they are now both basically almost full grown and um the two puppies i've noticed obviously i could train them from <laughs> earlier on to be quieter and so on and and monitor the behavior which is easier to do when they're puppies than when you're trying to teach an old dog new tricks mm. but um what i've basically learned from everything is you have to keep dogs stimulated as much mm. as possible to mm. keep them occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, correct their behavior as soon as you find that they do something you don't like. Mm. But um, the thing is, people don't really buy toys for their dogs anymore because they believe no, a dog should be happy with one, one tennis ball or one stick and 
if they eat it up or they destroy it, no, then they're not supposed to have toys because they just destroy it anyway. So I decided to invest in a, a variety of them and found a few things that worked. Mm. Um, some heavy-duty industrial rubber um, chew toys for them. And my one puppy, um, after she destroyed my couch, she is now completely occupied with that chew toy. She mm. never goes anywhere without it. Mm. And it actually stops her from barking because she it's too much of an effort to mm. let go of the toy to actually start barking at something. Mm. So um, as long as you keep your dogs occupied and stuff, that really helps with the barking. Mm. And also to see what they are barking at because at first I didn't really take any notice. So I just allowed, to, allowed them to bark at whatever they wanted. But um, after some time, you actually notice there are certain things that that you discourage them from barking at and other things you leave them alone. And um, the one thing that I'm I'm letting them bark at that is obviously my neighbor's cats. Because <laughs> my neighbor's cats come into my property and they try to break into the bunny cage. They um, relieve themselves in my front garden. They completely destroyed my uh, vegetable patch. So it's to a point where I'm not even allowing my dogs to go to the front yard because I don't want them to make a mess around the car or go into the garage. But now the neighbor's cats go in there and they climb up the shelves. And I actually, they actually bumped off. My boyfriend keeps his um, gym equipment in the garage. And we had to move the weights because she bumped off one of the um, dumbbells and it actually fell onto my car. Wait. So, um, LB, can I ask you something? How many dogs have you got? I've got two. Uh, two, because that's just something else that comes up in the in the bylaws as well. Um, particularly, I've, I've read the Joburg bylaws. It says in a house you only allowed four dogs, and I suppose that can also make an, an impact on the on the barking. If you've got six dogs barking or two, it, you know. It, it's more yeah. reasonable to have two then. then so let's many. talk about, while we have Marina, let's talk about bylaws, which are the laws of the municipality. Yes. Uh, you're in uh, Mombella. Is that what it's called, Nelspreit? Yes. Yeah. And what I've learned about Mombella is yeah. we have a noise department, but there's no one that actually um, mediates noise complaints here. If they want to get someone to investigate, they have to get them all the way from the Eshlanzeni district in, in uh, I think it's Whitbank or close there. Mm. Um, so for them, it's literally a mission to come here to, to do noise complaints. That's one thing that I've learned is also why we have a huge problem regarding fireworks and stuff like that because there's literally no one that's enforcing noise or any of the bylaws regarding noise. Mm. And there are, I mean, there are good bylaws in, in your area. Yeah, let's talk about them, Marina. I yeah. think you've picked them up. Yeah, yeah. basically, yes. I mean, in, in noise disturbance, it says that no person shall keep or harbor any animal or bird um, in which manner may disturb or hinder the comfort, convenience or quiet of the public. And uh, the contravention of that, any any uh, the fines uh, would be okay. It's not a great deal of money. It's three hundred rand. Can't exceed three hundred rand, or li you're liable um, for a twelve month prison sentence. So that's unfortunate, you know. And 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 that's. But I think they can also fine you per day. I think there's a fine per day if you. They've got to give you a notice to to make your bird your whatever animals keep kind of quiet. quiet. And if you don't. Mm -hmm. I think you can be fined 200 rand a day mm. for so long as it continues. Wow. Yeah. 
That's in uh, mm. Nelspruit, your area. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's also very important. Um, I've over the time that I've I've had my dogs, and I'm I'm not from Nelspruit originally. I came from Joburg, so I bought this house because I was able to keep dogs here. I always wanted to have my own pets. Um, and the thing is, if you want to have a pet, I've realized that they are basically, they are children. Because sometimes they sneak out, sometimes they're noising, sometimes they eat anything and everything they want to, sometimes they are disobedient, and other times they are your golden child that you just want to show to everyone. Mm. So if you want to have a pet, whether it's a cat or a dog, my neighbor and I have come to an agreement where she doesn't complain about my dog's barking, which they now do very minimally, and mm. I don't complain about her cats in my property. Mm. But um, the, the 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 major thing that that people I wish people would realize is it's all about tolerance and deciding whether it's worth it. Is it worth for me to have a complaint about her cats in my property? Is it worth for her going to the cops or whoever to come and find me because of my dogs? Because in the end, if you can control your dogs at least to the best of your ability, at least attempt something, people are more likely to accept that and then they won't be as upset that one time that your dog makes a noise okay, or that cool. time that the cat comes into your property. Albie, don't run away. I wanted to ask Marina some legal issues. Just stay on the line with us if you don't mind. Um, Marina, sure. can the body corporate stop me from bringing dogs onto, into my unit? Yes, it depends on the body corporate rules, first of all. So the model rules in any body corporate, um, if they haven't tailor-made their rules, says that you can uh, have a dog or a cat or a bird with the written consent of the trustees, mm. which consent can be, uh, which can't be unreasonably withheld. And also there's certain conditions that go on to, on to that as well, which they can, and they can revoke that consent as well if your dog misbehaves in any way. Mm. There are bodies corporate which have said, um, no pets allowed. And that's, again, by the special resolution when you're mm. amending your rules. If 75% of owners don't want dogs or cats or whatever birds in a complex, they can put that into their rules to say no pets allowed. And that's that. That's yes, the end of that. That's it. Yeah. A lot of complexes, you know, yeah. the representatives agree that sometimes the dogs that are already there can mm. remain, mm. but that no new pets can be brought in. Mm -hmm. um, look, I think it's quite a pity. There's so many complexes that are not pet-friendly, um, and that is a pity. Yeah. Elby, we're going to let you go because there's a bit of a noise on the line. Many thanks for for your contribution. We appreciate it. And go it's well. My yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. Good. All right. Yeah, just a new, yeah. just a, a provision which is, is, is going to really be, has been welcomed in the new sectional title legislation is that guide dogs and assistance dogs yeah. are now allowed in complexes without oh, the trustees having to consent to that. Beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. You were last here over a year ago and the new ombudsman had been appointed. Mm. Um, tell us about the Ombuds Office. Just give us the full title and how's it working there at the mm. moment? Well, the Community Scheme Ombuds Service um, has been in place uh, and has pro properly been effectively operating from January 2017. The legislation mm. came in in October 2016. And um, I think that it's had its teething problems, but uh, by all accounts, there have been 
hundreds, well, thousands of disputes that have been mediated mm-hmm. and adjudicated. So, sorry, just so our listeners can follow this. Yes. If uh, you have a problem with your neighbor, mm. is that what this is about? Yes. Or the body corporate? Yes. You can, you can go to the ombud yes, and he'll mediate it for that's you. That's it. You, yeah. You can. Yeah. Let's Lots. say you've got a problem with a managing agent where you, they, you pay it money and now they're disputing to refund you. This is the place to go to. Yes, you can oh, take that, that to the ombud as well. They do have jurisdiction over the managing agent, and it's like a 100 rand yeah. if you approach the ombud. I mean, have they got uh, – let's talk Johannesburg. Yes. Do they have time to deal with all these thousands of matters? And well, the, the, the Joburg office um, is at the Estate Agency Affairs Board. It's right mm. there. And in this last quarter, they've done about uh, – well, it's nearly 1,400 – um, disputes that sure. they've, they've, that they've either resolved or that have gone on then to be adjudicated. What about barking dogs? Can you, can you oh, go of there? Of course, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And your cat jumping over the fence. And there you go. But you know, you've got to have yeah. evidence. There's so many, so many of my clients have got all these long, sad, woeful tales to mm. tell. But the fact of the matter is you can't just go there and it's my word against yours. You know, mm. you need to build a case, even though lawyers are not allowed at the ombud in the dispute resolution, mm. you need to have built a proper case. Can the ombud actually give you an award, a money award if you're, yes, yes, they can? Well, they'll Mm. give you an award for specific performance or if it's in, you know, in a rear levy matter, they'll give you the award. What happens if your cat jumps over the wall and, and, and scratches their furniture? Can they, can, can you get an award? No, 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 no. That would be a damages claim and And that's a small claims court Mm. or whatever. Yes. Okay. So the ombud is the place to go. It's free or it's a hundred rand, whatever. Yes. And you get good justice there. Do you yes. recommend that? You know, that? I think yeah. at the moment, I must say, and quite honestly speaking, it's been a mixed bag. We've had some very, very good awards, and then there's some, been some odd ones where they go on appeal. But I, mm. I you know, give them a bit more time. And um, they're recruiting. There's a talent acquisition policy that they've put into place. So, yeah, give it a bit of time, and I definitely, I think that'll be the place to go. Cool. Oh. Before we say goodbye to everyone, anything on the barking dogs? <laughs> Literally. Yes, Pasito. Have you, have we, have we exhausted the barking dogs? Yes, and I bef- think, yeah. I think so. And again, I think it's a, it's a case of mutual respect oh, from people. What about anything exciting that we as tenants or landlords should know about? You've got a minute to tell us anything that's happening that you're involved in? Well, if you, if you, um, if you're a tenant, the important thing is that you are now covered by the community scheme ombud, whereas before you had no legal relationship with the body corporate. Mm-hmm. So Lionel tenants as well can go off to the the ombud uh, on, on issues regarding the body corporate. Yeah. And your neighbor, any problems with your neighbor, that's the place to go mm-hmm. if you want it sorted out. Yep, I would agree. But okay. shouldn't you start with your caretaker? Well, you start internally with the process by approaching the person, putting it in writing, creating a paper trail. So, you know, the ombud doesn't really want every Tom, Dick and Harry banging on its door. Mm. Um, You you need to try to exhaust internal remedies. And they'll ask you on the form that you fill out, what have Mm. you done? To, to look at this matter internally yeah. And that's where a robust set of trustees Can be helpful I've got that song stuck in my head Me too, me too. <laughs> get rid of You spattered <laughs> cool. Many oh. thanks to all of you Thank you Lionel, thank you Marina thank And to you. our wonderful listeners Who are really with us all the way Every week, we appreciate this uh, See you next Tuesday Is it Lionel? Yeah, yeah, much love, bye Cheers till then. Law, like you've never heard it before The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.